Well, Brian said one word in there that I want to make a comment on, and that's the word work. It's so interesting because we do. We talk about doing the work. And I've actually had people over the years come up to me and said, well, th this isn't my pathway. I, I don't think that I have to do any work. And, and I just have to love God, and, and that's all I have to do. And I said, that's work. Just to love God is work. To stay in the loving with God. When everything is going in the world the way it is in your life, sometimes there's times where you're not able to really look up to God and say, I really love you, because you feel like you're being judged or punished or whatever by God. I said, it's, it's all work. As long as you're in the world, there is work. And the work that we have as initiates is the meditation, and that's work. How many of you find meditation inspirational, desirable, something I want to do the first thing in the morning all the time, or even some of the time? <laughs> now and then. So meditation is the work, loving, accepting, and forgiving of yourself and others. And remember, yourself is first. You've got to look and realize that if you were to do the loving, accepting, and forgiving with yourself, you've done 90% of the work. 90% of all that needs to be done will be done in LAF for yourself. And that will alleviate all the pressure, all the karmas, all the strife, all the struggle, in, in major ways and ease the process for you to do the meditation, ease the process to go out and do your life with a very different focus. And then there's the other 10% and you do that with others, whether it be parents, brothers, sisters, relatives, relationships, family that you're now in, or whatever. You just keep on working it in the world around you with the people around you and clear that up as well. And it isn't something you do and it's done. I know from my own experience, I can say, okay, I forgive you or I forgive myself. But five minutes later, here's the judgment. And so I ever have to stay on alert. And I still do it today. I still have to stay on alert because that physical self has a whole different approach to life and reaction than the spiritual. And when I'm doing my LAF or when I'm doing my meditation, I'm more focused on the spiritual self and the spiritual self goes right in to do the LAF and it's simple and it's easy and it unfolds properly. But then when I get back into the world and start doing my life, and something is said, something happens, something doesn't get done, it's like, wham, it's right in my face again, and I have to work at not judging them, at not judging the situation, at not judging myself for setting it up like it, it happened. Because I often do, I'll set the trap. And then I get mad at myself because the trap goes off, and I knew I was setting the trap, but I set it anyway. There's this little voice that'll go, are you sure that's what you want to do? <laughs> yeah, it's the easy way to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then it isn't the easy way out.
So you have to look and pay attention. And LAF is something you do every day. And you may do it over and over and over with one person for days and weeks and months before you feel the release. And you may do it once and you feel the release. But believe me, that's the first layer. You want to do it again and again and again and see just how many layers of resentment, of anger, of fear, of whatever it is, lays between you and that person. And there will be a day where all of a sudden you'll know it's done. And then it's to leave it done. So meditation is work. LAF is a lot of work. Meditation is not just something you do for two hours, two and a half hours a day, and then you get up and go do the day. You take it with you and live the meditation into your daily life. You carry that sacred name. You carry that movement of loving with you and bring it to everything you do and bring that loving out into everything you encounter. And then with the LAF, you do the same thing. You love it, accept and forgive yourself in the moment, but then you go out there and really do the forgiving with yourself and others and move forward in the day carrying the meditation and the LAF. And then the other action in the work is taking responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings. It'll be fun when you finally figure out what I'm talking about. <laughs> and taking responsibility for your actions and your reactions. You know, that's what we're here in the world to understand. We're here to have action to have opportunity of learning. We are here because there are lessons in this world to learn. The trees in the Garden of Eden were all the opportunities for us to experience God in the fullest. And each tree represents a particular lesson of an aspect of God that exists. Well, the tree that we took the fruit of that brought us to this aspect of God is reflection. It's time and space. And there's a lot of lessons here having to do with separation that we are to experience. And it's for us to stay in action if we can with this whole unfolding consciousness within ourselves as we learn about God from this creation. This is a part of God. And this is a place where we can learn about a certain aspect of God. And that God that is our teacher and that God that is becoming awake and aware of itself fully by experiencing here is right here. This is where God dwells, is the seat of the soul. So if we ever are looking and living and loving from here, we're going to wake up more fully into the God presence within ourselves and we will really and truly understand this creation and learn from this creation and get free from this creation because we will have completed it. And then there's no need to stay here. Just like when you got your diploma at high school, if you got your diploma at high school, 
<laughs> and I have to say that because one person afterwards, I said that years ago, came up to me, he, he said, you know, I stopped going to uh, school in 10th grade, so I never got my diploma. <laughs> so if you got your degree at graduation, you never went back to the high school. You never attended another class in that school. There was no need to, and I bet there was no want to. It was like, now you move on to what's next. Well, when you get your diploma here, what's next? How many of you know what's next? You don't. You really don't unless you're doing the meditation and wake up on the other side of it all. Wake up into spirit. Wake up into the truth of who you are as a divine spark in God. Wake up. Just wake up. And then you'll begin to know what's next. And you'll begin to learn that we are all a part of the same action. We that are on this pathway of initiation and in the sacred name. We are all a part of the same action. But we are all doing it individually as well as collectively. We have a collective consciousness amongst us that supports us. We see somebody else meditating, we go, oh, I need to meditate. We see somebody else doing LAF and we go, oh, I forget about that. I've got to do that. We see somebody else taking responsibility in some way for themselves. And we go, that's right. Oh, God, responsibility. But we all can be great supports and great reminders to each other of what this pathway is really all about. You know, a lot of times people judge groups like this as a cult. Oh, you just hang around each other, you're brainwashed. It's not that at all. We're doing it because it supports us in our pathway. We find a place where the loving is, why not stay where the loving is? Why go back out in the world and face the chaos if you don't have to? And you have to if you're going to work. You have to if you're going to school. You have to if you're doing anything like going grocery shopping or whatever. But by what we experience here collectively and what we find within ourselves individually, we can transform wherever we go into something that will be more harmonious and supportive to us in our daily life, in our daily pathway. So look and realize that, yes, there's work to be done. That's the name of this creation. It's work. It has a lot of other names, too, but that's the one we're dealing with. So do the work. Stop complaining about the work. Because believe me, it's harder to go out there not having done the inner work it's harder to go out there and deal with the work of the world. The work of the world is desperate. It's needy. It's angry. It's separation. It's controlling. It's overpowering. It's just so much. Why not do the inner work so that when you go out to do whatever that is out there that you have to do, you can approach it differently differently. 
you can respond to it differently, you can take a different action rather than just go into reaction all the time. How many times when you get up in the morning and you have to get in the car and go to work or go to school or just go out in the world, do you go into reaction? Do you get tired and like, oh, no, I've got to go do this again? Why not look at it as an opportunity? Okay, let's go see what's happening today. Let's see what kind of lessons we can learn and find out. And approach it all with a childlike quality of fun, of play, of investigation. Oh, well, let's see what's around the bend here. Let's see what's on the other side of this tree. Maybe there's a squirrel hiding back there. we got to go find out. See if you can find the play of investigation, the play of discovery in all these things. Because it's there. It's ever there waiting, but we've got to live into that consciousness rather than the world. The world wants it to be hard, wants it to be a struggle, wants it to be in separation, wants it to be frustrated and angry. Because then it's got you by the grip. It's got its hands around your throat and you're strangling. And you're wondering, why, why, why do I have to go through this all the time? It's because you allow it, you permit it, you participate in it, you choose into it. So make a different choice. Choose into the loving, choose into the accepting, choose in the forgiving, choose into the action of the meditation and the sacred name. That's where the grace is. If you want grace in your life, if you want simplicity in your life, choose the grace of the Holy Spirit. That's the spiritual teacher, and the spiritual teacher will ever lift you above the storm that is at hand. Just like when Jesus walked upon the waters and went out to the boat in the storm and calmed the waters and even helped Peter when he began to sink in the water, when he tried to walk on the water, he lifted him back up. The grace is always there to do just that. To go out there with us into the storm and to calm the storm. You're going, oh my God, oh my God, why is this going on? Why do I have to do this again? Why are they in my life? Why not let the Holy Spirit come in and just calm the storm so you can see it for what it is? And maybe you'll see the lesson and go, oh, okay, I just have to be nice to them. I have to stop judging them and trying to change them and make them different. I just need to love them and accept them for what they are and who they are and give them permission to live their life. And then I'll see if I want to participate or not. And then you have a choice. Where before it felt like, oh my God, here we go, I'm stuck. I have to do this. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. The grace comes in and calms the storm. And then you can make different choices. Peter thought for sure they were going to sink until the storm calmed down. And then Peter thought, well, maybe I can do this too. Maybe I can walk on the water like Jesus. And he stepped out on the water, and for a moment he was on the water above 
the water. The water is this creation. And for a moment, Peter was standing on top of this creation, separate from it. But then he looked down. Don't look down. Always look up. He looked down, <clears throat> and down he went. Do you know that the consciousness follows thought, and thought follows vision or vision? Why not keep your eyes on God? Why not keep your focus on spirit? Why not keep the direction before you set on God? Rather than look out there and go, oh, ooh, wow, that's a very nice tree out there. And then all of a sudden, you've lost your direction. Now you're going off in another direction than what you were going. And then I look back there and I go, well, I wonder if that tree's prettier. I can't quite see enough of it. I'm going to have to get out and go look and compare the trees. Well, wait a minute. That's right. A minute ago, I was talking about loving and accepting and forgiving, and I was focusing on God. And what happened? How did I get over here on the trees? Why, why am I on trees? That's what happens. You can just turn around or look down into the waters beneath you, and down you go. Or out you go to that whichever you're gazing on the moment. That's why even... We say over and over and over, the day you die, you'd better be focused on God. We'll do all we can to keep you looking forward, to keep you looking in the direction we're taking you. But if you look away, and believe me, there'll be a lot of things sparkling around you, calling your name. Hey, come over here. Well, you forgot something. And if you can't keep your focus on God and you turn over here, we have to let you go if you're going to keep doing that as we're moving forward. We can't drag you to heaven. We can just walk you to heaven. And that's the key. You've got to walk yourself there. We just are there to keep reminding you, to keep pointing the way, to keep saying, no, 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 look, look forward, look forward. Don't listen to them. Don't look at that. And it's up to you to do that. So meditation is the opportunity for you to learn how to do that now. Every time you're focused on the sacred name and you're holding your attention here, and then all of a sudden the mind kicks in and calls and says, Oh, let's think about this. Why in the world did they say that to me yesterday? I am just so upset. I just wish I could make them see something different than the way they always see it. And then 15 minutes later, you're going, oh, that's right, I was meditating. Bring your mind back to focus. Lift yourself above the mind so it can't distract you so easily. And learn how to hold your focus on God now in your meditation and even in your daily life. So when that day comes and you take your last breath, you're not going to be so tempted to look away and go, oh, wow, what was that sparkle? What was that? You look away and, boy, that's the direction you're going to go. I've seen it over and over and over. And I will say this, 
a number of you have done that over and over and over. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to do it again. Learn, learn, learn from your past, learn from the moment, learn and grow and strengthen that inner quality of loving God and bring that to the forefront and make that everything in your life. God first and God only. That's what this pathway is about now, folks. Forget all the bullshit and do the work. If you don't, it won't be this living room, but it'll be another house, another place, another time that Brian or myself or both of us will be sitting there saying the exact same thing. Because that's all we can do. We can only say this. This is the truth. This is the truth. There's nothing else out there that is the truth. This is the truth. The truth of your soul and its liberation. And this is the truth that has been passed down from eons of time. The same truth over and over and over. How many times do you have to hear it? How many lifetimes do you have to search for it and try to find it again and hear it again? How many years did it take you to finally find this pathway? You didn't find it when you were 10 or 12. You went through all these karmas of this lifetime before you found this pathway. So how many other lifetimes and how many other karmas have you gone through to find this pathway elsewhere in other times? And what is different about it now is that we are teaching you directly the truth. We are not putting any facade on it, any storyline on it. Jesus taught in parables to the many. He had to because not everybody was ready for the truth, the real truth. He even told his apostles, don't cast pearls. Don't put this truth out before everybody. You don't cast pearls before swine because all they'll do is eat the pearl and, and not, not respect it, not learn from it, not use it properly. So we have just a few people, not thousands. So we don't have to talk in parables. We have initiates, and we're teaching to initiates. And just as Jesus said, to the many I teach in parables, and to the few I teach the truth. We are able to give you the truth. There's nobody in here that is not ready for that truth. And so pay attention to that and learn and grow and become the disciple that you are to be. What is a disciple? A disciple is a student. And what does the student do? The student does its study, its homework, 
it learns, it grows, and becomes something other than what it was before it became a student. Are you growing? Are you becoming better than, different than what you were when you came into this? I would hope so. And only you can say for sure yes or no. I know from the inner, I know a lot from the inner that you don't know. And maybe that's a good thing. Deal with what's in front of you. Don't look to your past. Don't try to figure out your past lives. Don't try to figure out why, 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 why is this, what is this, how come this person, how come this situation, why can't I have, when will I have. Just deal with the moment. Be in the moment because that's where God is. God is right now. God isn't in the future and he isn't in the past. God is right now because God is right now here. God isn't in the future or the past. So find God where God is. And don't think you're going to find God elsewhere because you're not. If you want God in your life, if you want to wake up and know God, then wake up right here, right now, and know God. That's what meditation is to assist you in doing. To learn how to focus, to learn how to stay focused, to learn how to return your focus to God first and God only. To the sacred name first and the sacred name only. To the grace first and the grace only. And this isn't about salvation. This is about liberation. Salvation is an action of giving up to another that they save you. That the knight in shining armor rides in on the white horse and swoops you up and takes you off to another place. That would be salvation. This isn't about that. There's not a knight in shining armor. There isn't a white horse that's going to come in and swoop you up and take you away. But there is the grace of the Holy Spirit that will walk with you every step of the way of the journey and keep reminding you, oh my God, reminding you over and over and over, stay on the path, stay moving forward, keep looking forward, put God before you, ask the grace to go before you and clear the way, and you just keep moving, and you pay attention to every step. And you pay attention to every breath. And you pay attention. And you wake up into the moment. And you wake up into the next moment. And you wake up to the next moment. And all of a sudden you find that all the moments begin to connect together. And you're living in this river of loving. Because you've kept yourself open to that loving. And all of a sudden now it's more of a flow. Rather than a struggle and a step. Now you're living in that flow of loving and moving 
with the grace. And the grace is ever moving and carrying you. And then it's simpler. Then it's easier. Then it's more joyful. And yeah, there are going to be days where somebody calls and you go, oh shit, not again. But you'll call, catch yourself quickly and bring yourself back into that alignment, not go off the road, not go off the path, not step out of that flow of loving and bring them into the loving with you and bring it into balance within yourself. They may never change, but you will. You will change in how you live your life with the situations around you. How you approach it, how you do it, how you feel about it, or whatever. Stop and look and pay attention to how you're living your life. And what is first and foremost in your life. If it isn't God, good luck. And if it is God, you don't need luck. Because you've got the grace. That's a big difference. Luck is a four-leaf clover. It's a leprechaun. It's a hope and a wish and a belief. But does it bring you all that you want? Well, grace will bring you more than you've ever wanted. You know, in our lives, we've gotten a lot of things given to us that we've wanted. I want this. I want that. Okay, well, here, here, take that, take this. And the world gives it to you in some form or another. And as soon as you get it, you set it aside and go, well, okay, well, thank you. I got it. Now I want that. And we're ever still looking outside of ourselves for that which we want. Maybe spend some time inside and find out what do you really want. You've got all these things now collected around you that you wanted, but you do nothing with. They're just sitting there as trophies of gotten what you wanted. But do they mean anything to you? Do they fulfill anything in you? Find that which is going to fulfill you. Find that which you really want. Your soul wants something that isn't in this world. Stop looking in the world for the answer, for the solution, for the next trophy. And start looking inside and find out what does your soul really want. I know what it wants and you do too. Or you wouldn't be here. Your soul wants liberation from this creation. It's tired of it. It is tired of it. It has done it, done it, done it. It has fulfilled it. But for whatever reason, your soul hasn't been able to free itself of the mind yet. And the mind is holding you in bondage. It's holding you in bondage. It's you that has to free yourself. By meditating every day and lifting up above the mind, eventually you free yourself from the mind 
and the mind stops holding on and holding you in bondage and starts actually supporting you in the inner work. And you've just got to do the work of meditation and focus inside and loving God <laughs> to have that finally happen. It doesn't happen unless you do it. Work, 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 work. That's the way of this world. If you don't do the inner work, you're going to do the outer work. And you'll be reincarnated and have to do the outer work again. I remember when I graduated from high school, and I wasn't going to go on to university or anything because we didn't have the money for it. And so my dad, the next the day after graduation, my dad said, so where do you think you're going to go to work? And it was like, wham, right in my face. Oh, my God. I've got to go out in the world and do work. What? That's not fair. But my dad said, you know, that's the name of the game. Even if you go to the university, you're going to the university to learn how to work. Learn a career, learn a direction by which you're going to work and make a living. So how are you going to do it? Now that you're not going to go to school, how are you going to make a living? What work are you going to do? Well, I wasn't trained in any work, so I went to work at a grocery store. I swept the floors, I stocked the shelves, and I packaged food in sacks and took it out to the cars and came back and packaged more, took it out to the cars and came back and did more. Then the manager would come up and go, there was an accident on aisle four, go back and clean it up. I'd go back and clean it up and I'd come back up and package more food. And that's the beginning of me learning the discipline of work and the discipline that this world demands of us. You got to do this, you got to do this, and then you're going to check. But if you don't do this, and you don't do this, you're not going to get the check. Well, the good news is I learned to love the doing of all that. I loved being with people. I loved doing the work. I loved cleaning up the floors. I loved it. I really put my love into what I did. And even one day at the grocery store, the boss came up to me in the evening. I was working a night shift, and it was till 11 o'clock while we were stocking and everything. And I was sweeping the floors and mopping and getting them cleaned up. And he came over to me and he said, so do you enjoy this? And I go, you know, honestly, I do. He says, I know. I don't get it. <laughs> and he just walked away like, you're crazy. I don't get why you enjoy this. <laughs> but he said, you're the only one I don't have to come up and tell you, oh, you missed a spot there. Oh, what about that row over there? And, you know, you are meticulous about what you do. And, you know, my life, I, I learned to just love whatever it was I was doing. I loved working at the grocery stores. I loved working at the paint and hardware stores. I loved when I looked like a fool at the hardware store, when people who knew what they were really needing and wanting would ask me for something, and I'd go, a penny what? <laughs> 
a nail that's a penny? What? <laughs> and I had to learn. I mean, I had to learn. And so I, I made it okay for me to have to ask and learn from somebody. So some guy, a carpenter, would come in and ask me for certain tools or something, and I'd go, I have no idea what that is. And he'd describe it, and I'd go, oh, I think I stocked that recently. <laughs> and I'd take him over and show him a few things, and he'd go, that's it, that's the one. And then I'd learn the name of it, and I'd remember it, and then somebody else would come in and ask for that sometime, and I'd remember where it was because of how I learned. But I enjoyed doing that. It was a game of discovery. It was a game, game of me learning about my environment. So make life a joy. Find enjoyment in everything you do. And you're going to be a lot happier in the world, but you can also be a lot happier with this inner pathway. So do the work. And we'll be the disciplinarians. If we have to whip you, we will. <laughs> <laughs>